Hello, welcome to the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. It's your girl Athena and Renata. How you doing? How you doing? How was your weekend? I'm, I'm good. It was it was good. Thanksgiving was good. I got to eat some stuff that I shouldn't have, but I'm okay with it. What about you? How you eat the stuff you shouldn't? I'm talking to you. Because my body was like, really? This is what we're doing? Okay. But it's okay. We'll deal with that later. How about you? That's funny. That's funny. (laughs) Uh, My Thanksgiving was good. I hang out with my sister friend, and, you know, we had a a little too much fun because we always like to partake in some libations, so we, we had a good time. Uh, reminiscing and chilling and eating and eating and eating and drinking and eating. So it was good times, you know, my favorite pastime. <laughs> and so today we have three special guests who were willing to be on our show today to talk about something really interesting. So we will let each guest introduce themselves. Um, whoever wants to go first can go first. Or we'll call you out. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, my name is Anitra. Hi, Anitra. And I'm happy to be a guest on your show. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all stop back to chat because y'all was just having conversation before we started now. We got to talk to each other. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) Hi, my name is Brittany. And I'm also excited to be on your show this week. Yes. Hey, Brittany. Good afternoon. My name is Sherelle, and I, three, am excited to be on the show today, and thanks for having me. That's a <laughs> So um, today we're going to talk about beauty. And so um, the way this story came about, this particular topic came about, was um, as I often talk about, I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube. And so there yeah. is a YouTuber named T. Noir that I was watching. And she has a video called, Please Let Me Be a Basic B in Peace. And so the premise of the video is basically talking about um, how she, she finds that she's attractive or what have you, but she recognizes that she will be considered average based on societal beauty standards. And so um, she kind of challenges the word beautiful and just kind of can all bodies and people be beautiful and, you know, is it a bad thing if you consider yourself unattractive? Um, can you have self-love without self-acceptance? So she is in her early 20s, so I thought it would be interesting to have this conversation with ladies that are 30-plus and kind of see if how we look at beauty now that we are, we're not in our 20s anymore. So it's interesting because when I asked these ladies to be on the show, all of them were like, but I'm not an expert in beauty. <laughs> their first thing. So I guess my first question to everyone would be, what is your definition of beauty or being beautiful? Mm. Yeah. I guess I can go first. Um, my definition is basically what, you're, what you feel about yourself because, honestly, Everybody, I've never been anybody's standard of beauty. People say that I'm pretty or beautiful, but it's like, okay, whatever. You know, that to me, me and compliments, everybody already knows I don't do well with compliments, even if you tell me it's like, whatever. I don't believe it. But for me, like, 
you know, putting a good outfit together is beauty for me. I don't put on makeup. <laughs> I don't wear nothing that embellishes me except for some earrings. I might do my hair, but on occasion it's it's not um, a real definition for me because I just get up and whatever I feel like is cute is cute. Whatever I feel like is beautiful is beautiful. I think other people are beautiful, but as far as myself, I don't have that self-awareness to, to know what beauty would be like for myself. And I've always been like that. This ain't changed from 20. This ain't changed from teenager. I still have always been the same, um, the same, like, beauty is for everybody else and not for me. I don't know where I get that from, but it just, you know, it just happened. And I just have never really put that much emphasis on it um, as far as beauty or beautiful things. Like, I'll think everything else in the world is pretty and beautiful, but me, myself, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm just a female just trying to uh, make my feathers look pretty enough to attract somebody one of these days. But as far as being beautiful or beauty, I really don't have a good definition of it. Okay. I'll let everybody go, and then I'll follow up with the question. Okay, so who who is next? with their definition of beauty. So I probably would have chose to go, oh, go ahead, Brittany. No, go ahead. You already started. So my disclaimer was about to be, I prefer to go last so you can listen to what everybody else says, but I'm going to go ahead and jump out and not do that. Um, I think it's interesting a lot of points that Athena made that she can define somebody else as beautiful, but she mm -hmm. can't find it for herself. Um, mm -hmm. And you know that's not a hit at you at all, Athena. It's just an observation. I personally mm -hmm. don't have definition of beauty. I've never actually thought about it. But do I consider myself beautiful? Yes. But my beauty, 100%, does. Um, that's a lie. Probably 95% does not come from my outside features. Um, I think my beauty is internal. And it's very rare that you'll actually hear me talk in such a nature that we'll probably have today because it's just not my character. Not that I'm shy, not that I'm not confident, but it's just not something that I have been in positions to do or choose to do. With that being said, um, I, I definitely think I believe in inner beauty because, unfortunately, I think we see so many people trying to copy somebody else's beauty today, and I can't remember what person actually said it or, or who I'm trying to quote. But he was like, um, so many people spend a lifetime trying to be a replica of somebody else, not realizing the original is what's most valuable. I'm not trying to be somebody else's standard of beauty. I like me. I'm okay with me. I love me, actually. And I think the things that I do and how I live my life is more beautiful versus just somebody seeing me for a few quick seconds and want to judge me. That's their opinion. And I really, to a degree could care less about somebody else's opinion. But I think, again, my beauty for me comes from my internal, my self-worth, my value, and my foundation. And I'm going to stop now because I feel like I'm rambling. I think Pastor Johnson is who said that quote, Cheryl. Oh, all right. Thanks. <laughs> okay. The old wise one had to go after, right? Um, <laughs> I can't follow up. Cheryl, never. Um, but I agree with Sherelle, but I also think the difference is um, loving yourself and thinking you're beautiful is, to me, is two different things. Like, I love myself. I'm not going to let nothing happen to me. I'm not 
going to now eat the junk food like for Thanksgiving. I did, I was the same. I had a lot of the stuff that was supposed to, but I'm not going to do some of the things that are vices for other people, uh, just because mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt myself in that way. But I do believe that beauty is on the inside, and you can be beautiful. I don't. If God made us all in His image, there's not an ugly person on the earth. We just all look different. That just means that he's made up of a, a lot of different images. So to me, there isn't an ugly person versus a beautiful person. Now, your attitude can surely be, and your character can be ugly. And I think that is um, one thing that I try not to be an ugly person on the inside, because that, to me, does seep out on your outer appearance. Okay. Okay. And nature? I definitely, I agree with what uh, Sherelle and Brittany said and also Dina, but I think for me beauty a lot of times is hard to define. I mean, somebody can be aesthetically appealing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're beautiful, if that makes any sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for the most part when someone says, that something or someone is beautiful, they're basically comparing it to someone else's definition of beauty. So um, speaking on what Athena was saying, she, and and like Sherelle said, this is not a dig at a thing or anything like that, but it's hard to, like how are you able to define beauty for someone else or, or in something else but don't really know what beauty means. And and it's hard to define beauty. I get it. So, I mean, that's why I stand with it. There's no true and hard definition for beauty for me. It's just it's so many things that's compiled into to one thing, if that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, what is my definition of beauty? I would say mine has changed throughout the year. Um, I would say now it's much more um, internal, and I think that, like Anitra said, people can be aesthetically pleasing. Um, and like Brittany said, I've met some people who had a very ugly personality and it made them externally not pleasing. I don't know the right word to say for that. But, um, I think I think I'd rather see your internal beauty than your external beauty. Um, just because I feel like when you're a beautiful person, it just kind of, it, I don't know, it just makes you, it's just something about you when you when you have that standard of beauty. And even when I look at the definition of beauty according to dictionary.com, it says a combination of qualities such as shape, color, or form that pleases the aesthetic senses, especially the sight. And then it's, I think it's interesting that number two says a beautiful woman, which is not a definition at all. That's a statement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's what it says. So I guess my next question for you guys would be, and so some of you have already answered it, would you say that it shifted at all from when you were younger? And what has, what has influenced that, your definition or kind of how you look at beauty? I think it has definitely shifted since I was younger. I also think that life experience will shape any aspect of any thing that you do. So I also believe that like if you were told that you were ugly or if you were told that you weren't this or you were told this or you were told that or that you were pretty and that you 
have nice this, nice that, you're going to feel a different way about your physical self. Um, but I have learned that those people who are hurt hurt other people, so some of that stuff wasn't um, true to begin with. It's just that they just they might have seen something in you that they wish they had in themselves, so they attacked you in that way. So my definition of beauty has grown and evolved over time. Okay. Anybody else? Um, like I was saying, I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Nope, go ahead. Oh, um, like I was saying before, I just never... Um, like, when I was younger, I was called ugly all day long. So it's not even, I, I guess for me, I just kind of stopped caring about, like, um, if if I was considered pretty or beautiful or not. I never not had a boyfriend, so I guess I must have been some kind of cute. But um, I had always just never really cared that much. I don't know if that makes, makes sense because it's like, I really, I mean, I always, like I said before, I always thought things were pretty or other things were beautiful, but it's like as far as me, I really didn't care if everybody thought I was pretty or if I even thought I was pretty. I really never put that much emphasis on it just because it is what it is. You know, like I'm born to look this way. Unfortunately, I look like the person who gave birth to me, but um, I just don't uh, feel like for myself that there was ever really a, a definition or something that I really clung or hung on to, because I just really didn't care. And the older I get, the more I'm like, yeah, I don't even care if people think I'm beautiful. Now, I think sometimes I get caught up on things that um, affect my outside, because, like, even when it comes to my hair, it's like my I have this weird strand of, of alopecia, but I still won't be bold enough to go completely bald or be walking around here with nothing on my head yet. But that's probably because my confidence in, in that has either not been shaped or I don't care enough to take the plunge or maybe because deep down inside I'm truly vain and I want some hair on my head. Who knows? But I just really don't – it's weird. I just don't get caught up in it. But, like, if it comes to, like, matching some clothes together, I will put an ensemble together real quick and make my outside look pretty. I mean, I think that people have always told me that I have a, a good heart or good inside and that's what attracts people to me, you know, as friends or whatever. But as far as me putting a whole lot of emphasis on it, I've never done that. I just never have – I don't know if I didn't care enough to do it or I was too lazy to care. Who knows? But I just didn't really put a lot of emphasis on it, like whatever beauty is or whatever it isn't. Okay. Carol, were you about to say something? Oh, well, sorry, I had to get myself off mute. Um, I don't know what that mind has changed. I would probably say, thinking off the top of my head, it's probably been more enforced about the opinion or the view that I have. I do remember being maybe in middle school or high school, I don't know. Um, and for people that know me, I don't shave my legs. I can't tell you the last time I've shaved my legs. And that bothers some people. I could give a hill of beans about it. It makes me no different. Um, and I did when I was younger, and I don't know what made me change one day, but I was just like, I'm over this. I'm not, for what, why? I'm sure I did it originally because that's what I was, quote, supposed to do or that's what everybody else was doing. Um, and at some point, 
I just started being more okay with me or kind of like Athena said, I, maybe I just never really cared that much to make sure that, uh, that I was pleasing other people. Um, and I was just like, forget this. And even to the little things now, like I'll wear lotion, but I won't wear lotion. And that bothers some people. But I know I'm clean. And I think, again, a lot of mine still comes from my internal thoughts. And if I'm okay with me, either the next person is going to be okay with me or they're not. So I kind of feel a thing, or maybe I just haven't cared that much to fit into societal standards. Um, I don't know. But I, I would probably say the older I get, the more firm I am with I'm okay with me. And I remember India Ari had a video or had a song. I think it was called Video. And she mentioned in there, you know, sometimes I shave my legs, sometimes I don't, sometimes I do this, I don't. And I just, like, felt everything she was saying in that video. And if I do it, I'm doing it because I want to. And I thought it was interesting now that we had um, the pandemic and people like, oh, I do this because it makes me feel good or I wear this because it makes me do that. And I'm wondering, how many people are at home really putting on lipstick and makeup every day if you weren't going out? Like, what, what were you really doing it? And I'm not knocking anybody for it. Um, but were you really doing it for you or were you doing it to please other people so that you feel better? And I apologize. I can't even remember what the question is, so I'm going to shut up now. You answered the question. <laughs> so I guess uh, since I'm talking, I'll keep talking. Like I said, mine has definitely shifted. I've never thought that I was unattractive. I can't, like, I can't remember that. Like, I remember, like, maybe two people calling me ugly. Um Maybe three. We'll say three. But even when they said it, I felt like they were joking. Um, but I grew up in a household where they did try to, like, build self-esteem. So there's the joke that I always tell my family, well, my friends, is that you have to have self-esteem in my family um, just because they, you know, they, we like to tease. So you you got to be a little bit, have a little bit tougher skin. Um, but I feel like I allowed, when I was younger, I was very insecure about my body because I developed very quickly. Um, so I think for me, that's what I struggle with. I remember, especially in middle school, not liking my body at all just because everybody else was just didn't have curves, and I had a whole lot of them. Um, so I, I think the more comfortable I got with my body, the more I feel like I got comfortable with the rest of me and just kind of being comfortable with myself in general. I mean, granted, I still have insecurities and all that stuff, but I think... I think that's why my image, has, my identity with beauty has shifted because of that. Anybody else? Okay. So, Athena, you think we should go ahead and take a break right now and then can get back in this conversation of beauty? Yes, definitely can take a break, and um, we'll be right back with more of the Empowered After in just a few moments. Go run away from here. 
JQLM Radio family today. Syndicate your show or come host and produce your own show on air, live, or pre recorded from anywhere in the world. That's not all. JQLM Radio also distributes your episodes to all major podcast platforms like iHeartRadio, Spotify, Spreaker, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and more. Come join this full service and support platform. Get help with sponsorships. Built from our current listeners from all over the world in 45 countries and growing. 
gain access to promotional materials, and let JQLM Radio promote you too. And be a part of our live media coverage team that covers events and hosts red carpet activities with celebrities and more. For more information or to join now, visit www.egoentertainmentnet.com or email us at jqlmradio at gmail.com. JQLM Radio, real voices, raw entertainment, and relevant topics. Track, Funk by Arulo. Okay, so we are back with more of this beauty talk, beauty talk, beauty talk, you know. And I just want the record to show anybody who's listening, I am not beating up on myself. I'm just saying I do not, you know, have those, oh, my gosh, I feel so beautiful. You know, I don't have that. And, no, I'm not feeling suicidal for anybody to say anything like that. I'm not depressed. I just don't think beauty is that important to me at this moment. So, um and the older I get, the less I think is beautiful. So, but anyway. Well, so let me jump in real, real quick, and then you can finish your statement. That's a valid point, because even in the video, she talks about how, like, she's okay with it. She's totally fine with herself. She loves herself. But she recognizes that according to societal standards, she is average. So, I guess heck, heck, I'll let you ask some question. Some days in society, I'm not even average, so let's just go there. <laughs> you know, I got more rose and, you know, Pillsbury and all that stuff. But I, I like all my little rose, clearly, because I'm not doing nothing to change it. So um, I, I love my rose a lot. Actually, I don't, I'm too lazy to work out, so I don't know if that's really a thing. But uh, but anyway, so I didn't really have a question. I was just going to be my statement. But I don't know if anybody else, like... <laughs> I guess I could say this. Does anybody else on the call feel like they're, like, super over, like, the standard of beauty? Because, like, <laughs> when people, like, all these people, they say in these movies are beautiful, I'll be looking like, mm. I mean, she's cute, but I don't think that that's the standard of beauty. And, you know, because I feel like, and this is my opinion, not the opinion of uh, Empowered Living, but I feel like, African-American women on standards should be more of a standard of beauty than they are because so many people try to emulate us. They try to steal our look, especially with the hips and the lips. Stuff we get naturally, this, you know, changing their skin tone to get to what we already have naturally. Like, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel like black women in general, we should be, more of the standard of beauty than we have been placed by society. Does anybody else feel like that? Hmm. Wholeheartedly, I agree with you. I feel like we should, but my mind also goes back to, I don't care if I'm not for somebody, I'm beautiful for me. And I really think mindset is so important, especially nowadays, and I don't, I don't watch. I mentioned NDRE's video, but I couldn't tell you the last video I've actually seen. Like, I don't watch them. I don't. I listen to certain things, and when I get ready to do something, I'm doing it for me. Now, if it's something that I have to attend and there's a color scheme or a certain way to dress, sure, I'll follow that. But everything else is 
what's good for me. Even to the point when I buy my shoes, I'm more of comfort over cuteness because I got to think about what I'm doing, what's my purpose, and what I'm here for. Um, but as far as what somebody else's standards may be, they change. And, mm-hmm. and why would I, like you said, a thing that so many people are trying to, you know, rip off or emulate what African-American or, or black people, black women's stature and their look is, why, why am I going to fight you to try to convince you that I know I'm good? If you don't realize how much I'm worth, that's your problem, not mine. And I'm not trying to say that arrogantly, but I really think we have to get into mindsets where I'm okay to be me. And I didn't see the video you were speaking about, Renata, um, but if the young lady is saying, just let me be me, she just has to be her and forget what everybody else is saying. And I think that's what we sometimes can get harder for people. And I think that goes back to your self-confidence. Because God forbid, the prettiest person, whatever that may be, or however you look today, you get in an accident tomorrow and you have things that change about you physically. Are you no longer beautiful? Are you no longer valuable? Like, that, I don't know. Things like that is probably what would concern me more. And that's why I think that internal is way more important than the external. Because somebody is pretty today, like the colors of the season. This season, burgundy is in. Next season, is purple. So today is nice to have short hair, and next week you got to have hair down to your butt. According to who and why? But that's just my thought. I definitely agree with you, Athena, um, as far as, um, you know, taking – you know, the the features that we were, you know, teased about, like the nose, the lips, and the, you know, the hair. Um, now, if it's on, you know, another race, they take it and exploit it, and then they're praised for it. So I see a lot of that, but it doesn't really make sense to me. But I think in this age of social media influence, um, well, I do think social media has a huge part to play in that. You're not really giving credit where credit is due, but like when we were younger or growing up, those features or those hairstyles or the appearance wasn't a good thing. But when it's on another culture or another race, then it's something to be praised. So I don't understand that, but that's what I see. I'll just say ditto. <laughs> I don't have anything else more profound to add to <laughs> Even outside of just physical looks, like when we were younger, think about how many people were embarrassed or ashamed to have braces. And now Mm -hmm. I find out it's just the bee's knees. This knows what you do or is ooh, it's popular. I'm like, when when did this change? And who said, okay, January 1st of this year, braces are now cool. Braces is it. Braces is in. And how long will that last? I, I just think it's very interesting that whoever these mystery people are get to decide what's being for today and what will be out tomorrow. And then people around here spending your time, your money, your energy, your resources trying to meet standards or trying to be like everybody else. And so what value does that really give you? It's like doing your resume. I, I have to copy everything that was on this person. Well, if all of us were saying the same thing, nobody's standing out. I don't see the value in that, but, again, just my thought. Girl, braces and gray hair. Gray hair is so popular now. I'm like, wait, y'all used to hate y'all gray hair. Now y'all love dark gray hair? I'm so confused. <laughs> and there's people out here who are born with gray hair dang near. <laughs> and they have to fight and, and get joned on constantly because of their salt and pepper hair at age 
15, 20, and here y'all are dying your hair, salt and pepper. Like, that don't even make sense. Like, I'm, I'm, I think that's part of my problem. I don't have the energy or the, I, I just, I don't have the energy to keep up with that. I don't, yeah, I don't have, yeah, I don't have none of that to keep up with all this mm-hmm. stuff. Because like you say, the change is every five minutes. And, and the clothes we used to wear back in the day, like, I've seen the corduroy um, skirt with the buttons down it in somebody's magazine the other day or some billboard or something. I was like, are you kidding me? I used to have that skirt. I should have kept it. I can't fit it now, but I should have kept it. But the fact that that came back in style, in quotation marks, like, that was, what, 15, 20 years ago when people were wearing corduroy skirts with buttons down the middle. Now it's back in style. Like, every everything fades, everything changes, and if you try to keep up with it, you're going to go broke. You're going to lose your mind. You're going to literally uh, have a mental breakdown because you're trying to keep up with everybody else's desire for what is is new and what's exciting and what's in now. I ain't got time for it. I ain't got the energy. But I think that's why stories like Fashion Nova and was it Pretty Little Lies or Pretty Little Miss or whatever it's called. Clearly, I don't shop there. That's why those stories, <laughs> I think, are so popular, like, with that quick fashion because they're, in theory, inexpensive clothes that you don't necessarily, you know, that you're going to risk. You're going to cycle through quickly versus I feel like when I was younger, yeah, I might have I may have did that more. But now it's like I'm ready to spend more money on clothes that are going to be around for a while versus something that next year is not going to be in style or I don't care about or it's going to tear up because I wash it two days, you know, wash it twice and now it's got holes in it and all that. So. So why do you think, why do you think that social media does play such a role on how we look at ourselves? Like what do you think is like that influence? Well, granted, I guess we were, lucky depending on how you look at it blessed that we didn't we didn't grow up with social media being such a big part of our lives like it was all kind of starting when we were all transitioning out of college so we we missed that but do you think it would have shit it would have impacted you as much as it maybe does the younger generation i'll try to be real quick i would say potentially but not really so there's nothing new under the sun TV has been there for forever, at least as long as all of us have been alive. Magazines and, you know, folks telling us what you're supposed to look like or like you all were saying earlier, this is what's pretty or this is what's beautiful. Um, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but I feel like it has validity. It goes back to, no, let me, let me change that. I think it's more important on what goes into so if you're being fed from TV and from social media all the time, because some social media is good. Now, I'm not a big proponent of it uh, for different reasons, but if I'm looking at people showcasing their beauty or their this or their that all the time, that's what's running in my head, and that's what I'm giving more attention to, and that's what's feeding my soul, my spirit, my mind, um, versus if I'm trying to be in accounting, I should be watching things that's teaching me how to be good at QuickBooks or how to advance myself in this or whatever the case may be, or basketball. It, whatever you're putting into you is what you're focusing more on, and that's what your foundation is. If we were looking at, um, I know we used to have magazines where, or even the Jet Beauty, what little mm-hmm. stuff like that, like who was defining that she was the most beautiful thing, but that was that was the thing. And people would, you know, try to emulate that and say, this is what you have to look like. But that changes every month. 
again, what is it that you're putting into you that you're you're putting in for your foundation? Um, I think if you spend your time on social media and if you're looking at certain things, that's what you're going to get. And if you're getting people telling you this is what you're supposed to do, that's what you're going to believe that you're supposed to do and look like. And I'll stop. I'll let somebody else go. <laughs> you're fine. Anybody else? I think with social media, the difference between, um, you know, what social media is doing now versus when we were kids, I think social media offers instant gratification, like, and it's not, it could be false gratification, something that make you feel good right away. And you mentioned a brand earlier, Fashion Nova. I think Fashion Nova is definitely catering to this um, quote-unquote standard of beauty. Like you have to have um, the biggest behind, the smallest waist, the biggest, you know, the, the quote-unquote the best figure. If you wear this brand, this is what you'll look like. So uh, social media is especially, you know, the advertising. And, and like um, Brittany said, it's what you, what you feed or what you internalize. That's what you're going to accept. You're going to use that as a litmus test. Okay, if Fashion Nova says this, then I must be it. You know, well, back then, you, we can look at the Jet Beauty of the Week, but then, then they also displayed her resume. You know what I'm saying? This person mm -hmm. did this, this, and this. And on top of that, she got a banging body. That's what makes her a beauty of the week. So I think that's what the difference is. Oh, that's what I was going to say, too. I was going to say that, too, Anitra, that at least with the Jet Beauty of the Week, they gave you some specs on her that, that made her look more than just a body and a face. It was like, yeah, I got yeah. some things that are uh, for, going positive for me. That was the only good thing about it. Uh, and and they also went every color spectrum. Even though they were all skinny, they had dark skin, light skin, caramel. They had every uh, complexion known to man in that. And that was the only thing about the Jet Beauty that I was like, man, okay, eventually I'll find somebody who resembles me. But, you know, because at the time I was skinnier back when Jet was out. So um, it would be interesting to see how they would handle Jet Beauties now with mm -hmm. uh, such the emphasis on curvaceous women, um, you know, beautiful, voluptuous women. Um, but I think social media is, like, like you all have said already, you know, it definitely plays into – uh, that stereotype or it plays into that negative media that keeps everybody's attention. There are some good things about it. I swear by it for advertisement purposes or even if you're creating something, you can get ideas from people of what they're lacking and what they're already using. But when you start going into where it deals with self-esteem and how people look at themselves, I think that's where social media takes a drastic turn to the left, um, especially even with TikTok because there are so many people who are on there who uh, bash people for their choices. They bash people for everything they do. And to me, it's just like bullying times 1,000 because that's what some people get on there for literally to bully people and try to make them feel horrible about themselves, which that's not what social media was supposed to be for, but that's exactly what it's turned into. Mm -hmm. Well, it allows you to be a bully without, well, I don't want to say it that way. It allows you to be a bully and not necessarily like have to back it up kind of thing. So, I don't know. I guess 
as you guys were talking, the thing that kept popping to my mind was, I guess our equivalent to Fashion Nova would have been video vixens, because that was like the big thing when we were, you know, like what teenagers, late teens to early 20s, was video vixens. But even when you think about what they looked like back then versus what the women look like now, and again, this is not like trying to take jabs at these women or anything like that. Like what you do with your body is ultimately your choice. But it's interesting like how that standard of beauty back then and what that level of sexy looked like back then was totally different. You know, sexy back then was like a mini skirt that came to mid-thigh. You might have on a tube top. You know, that hurts. She's showing a lot of skin. But, like, now it's, like, a lot less than that. Or even, like, the videos that were on Uncut. Those videos, looked like, back then were super risque. But then, like, when you look at videos now, a lot of those would be on Uncut. A lot of them would. And granted, we don't watch videos like we did when we were younger. But, I mean, I, I think I, I think it's interesting kind of like when you look at the different decades and what was the standard of beauty, how, like you guys have said several times, how it shifted so much. It hasn't been the same. Which makes you kind of wonder, like, as a when you're younger, why do you think you – is it just because you're so influenced that it, you're easily influenced that it's easy for you to say, oh, well – this has got to be what the standard is versus recognizing that it's changed often. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Did we lose Brittany? No, I'm still here. I'm enjoying our conversation. I agree with you guys. <laughs> so there's not, nothing to add if you agree with everything that's being said. <laughs> <laughs> I was just making sure we didn't lose you because I was like, wait, hey, I didn't hear Brittany. No. <laughs> um, I know we got to, we're getting close to another break, and then we're getting close to the end of the show. So I just wanted to um, pose a question real quick, and we can answer it when we come back. So I guess my my follow up or to question to that: What are we doing um, in our own circles to exude our own personal beauty to this generation that's coming up? And you know, like for me, I have a child who, well, I guess she's not really a child. She's 20. She's a whole grown person now. Um, but what do we do to, you know, basically to influence the kids and youth that we run into to help them? Because so many children are being bullied still. They're being cyberbullied more. They're being mistreated more um, and in a more public setting than it used to be. Because, you know, you're used to getting your little Jones circles and people would have, you know, Jones sessions back and forth in each other's faces. When you get home, you don't really hear too much about it. Now it's at school. Then when you get home, it's it's on your street. It's in your TV. You know, it's everywhere you turn around, people are being bullied. And a lot of their self-esteem have been shot. So what are we doing um, as confident women to affect those who are around us to make sure that they are getting confidence from somewhere? But um when we come back from the break, we'll dive into that a little bit more. So um, stay tuned for the last half of the Empowered Hour with Empowered Living Inc. and special guest. <laughs> no. I'm feeling 
that meets the clients where they are. Call us at 317-969-5694 or visit us at www.empoweredlivinginc.net to see a list of the services we offer. Empowered Empowered Living Inc., a holistic approach to a better you.
All right, so the last 10 minutes of our show, the show seems like it goes faster and faster every week, but anywho. Oh. So, <laughs> so um, I don't know. I can give y'all guys a, a second to, to think about it, but for me, I think um, answering my own question regarding what am I doing to, to help make sure that the youth around me have confidence from somewhere or how, how they get their 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 own, I guess I'm not posing it right, but just basically how to affect people around us to know that they have their own sense of beautiful, don't let people, def you know, define you. Uh, with me, I tried to tell my daughter that for a long time, and for her, I know m my daughter feels like she's pretty, and I'm glad that she does, and I keep telling her, no matter what size you are, you have to still have that same confidence in yourself, even, you know, when other people may say, you're getting too big, you're doing it, da 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 da, -da. you know, still love yourself enough to get up in the morning and go. And whatever you feel like doing to yourself, go for it. If you don't feel like combing your hair, that girl that you still feel beautiful about yourself. You know, like I said earlier, I can give all kinds of confidence notes to everybody else. But as far as myself, I really don't care that much. You know, I do make sure I match. But anyway, um, but, you know, just making sure, like, even with my nieces, because my nieces, they go through this constantly where people are either telling them they're pretty or they're not pretty enough or this, this, and that, like, I try my best to give them little nuggets and say, okay, well, you know, you need to find this confidence within yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't feel good about you, you're not going to exude that out and make sure you're a good person. Um, and I think for the most part, they're getting that. Um, I don't think that they realize that I really don't care that much about it myself, but I try to make sure they feel good. And I guess that's my blessing and curse because I'm always trying to help other people feel good or help other people have something that I really don't care too much about for myself. But And I don't think it's a bad thing, but other people may. But it's just I, I feel like the more I try to help push other people to feel good about themselves, the better I feel anyway. But I still don't care, you know, if, if I'm cute today or not, but, you know, it, it is what it is. But I just try to make sure that I instill those nuggets in them because, you know, having a tough skin was something that we kind of, in our generation, we got it, um, whether it was from where we lived to the family environment, we got tough skin from that. But these kids nowadays, I'm not trying to call them punks, but in some ways I, they couldn't handle some of the things that we endured when we were younger, even though we didn't endure anything as bad as our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents. But I don't think this generation could handle, like, the constant Jones circles or people who would literally find ways to try to degrade you on purpose. But now they do it so much worse than what they did back then. It's like trying to find little ways to instill in them, hey, you know, this is – We've all been through it. We all can get through it. You just have to have confidence in yourself to know whatever they're saying about you ain't right. So, and now I'm rambling. But anyway, so I'll switch it over to somebody else real quick. Um, <clears throat> I don't have any kids, but I'm pretty close to, you know, my nieces and nephews. And, and what I think is important is actually sitting down and having a conversation talking about those things and, you know, not only, you know, talking about you're beautiful or you're handsome or this and that, but also, um, you know, letting them know things that they're gifted in, helping them build their confidence or their self-esteem because, 
you can tell someone that they're beautiful, pretty handsome, but if they don't believe that, then it's just like talking to a brick wall. So I think more important even than, you know, the superficial aspect of it is building up, helping them build up that confidence and that self-esteem and knowing who they are and whose they are. That's the most important thing. And um, as a child, I didn't have that as much, so I see the importance of or why it's important to have that now. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. So just having that conversation. And then also, and, and I'm going to be brief, but when it comes to beauty, I think these conversations need to, be to, need to be held with males especially because a lot of women, I believe in my opinion, go after these certain quote-unquote standards of beauty just to be pleasing to males. And why is their standard of beauty more important than what you deem is beautiful yourself? Okay, I'm finished. Sure. We want to follow that. That's how it comes out of there. I keep going to start breathing out, but. I'll second everything Anisha said. I don't have to say nothing else. Confidence, let's have these conversations because they're important. And everything that she said is viable. I also agree. I, building kids' self-esteem, um, being an edu uh, ex-educator, I used to do that all the time to make sure that it's not just um, an out outward appearance, it was also an internal appearance. And um, some kids, their parents were very much uh, workaholic, so it's just sometimes it's just that extra little attention that they needed just to mm -hmm. get them to know that, hey, you are somebody and you are somebody's. You are worth more than what you may think of yourself right now or what um, the outside, you may feel that you're getting from the outside um, societal views of you. Like you are somebody and you may be great and this is only a season in time. Like this little moment that you feel this is only a season. Once you get your bearings together, your season will change and you will grow and it will be a better um, situation later. Okay. Um, ditto to everything that y'all said. I guess the only thing that I would add to that um, would be just kind of helping them also understand kind of why they think the way that they do. Because um, like I've shared several times before, one of my biggest insecurities has been just not pulling enough. But some of that is kind of, well, that's a long story we're not going to go through today. But I think one of the blessings that I got growing up was that I always felt supported in stuff that I, that I did. So it was kind of, if anything, I would say my friends would say that they have a hard time. It's it's easier to bring me back in versus just kind of letting me, because I, I, I always think, oh, I can do this, I can do that. So just kind of helping the younger generation recognize that there are, they put a lot of limits on themselves versus what the world puts on you. I mean, because I know we all heard the cliche, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to, but I don't think we always recognize, like, how realistic that is and just exposed to more than what's in your neighborhood, more that's what's in your school, and helping them to recognize that, yeah, there's so much more out there. This is a big world. Um, and just kind of helping them process that and recognizing that they are enough and they don't have to, com they shouldn't compare because comparing yourself to others never really benefits you. Hey, really quickly, and a little note, um, there was, 
something that I was watching at, in a different setting. It had nothing to do with beauty. Um, maybe it had something to do on confidence. I think it was about leadership. But there was this theme of understanding your why. And I think one of the best things that we can probably do, which you ladies pretty much have said that, is trying to help people understand, younger and older, why is it that you feel this way? Why are you picking the clothes that you pick? Why is it that you want to change your hair? Why is it you want to go into um, accounting or music or basketball or, you know, law? And, and helping, I think oftentimes we're so busy in life, and we're really not that busy, but we don't take the time and the value in understanding why and what makes us do things. And I think knowing your why is so important and so valuable, whether it's how you're spending money, why you're thinking somebody's opinion is more important, um, somebody said, I think it was Anisha when you said the standard of beauty for guys. Are you trying to look this way because you're trying to attract a guy? And if you are, okay, why are you trying to attract this type? What are you trying to attract? I thought it was always interesting how guys would say, these gold diggers, this, 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 that. But you want somebody that's wild and flashy and fancy, and they're showing you the type of life or what they can bring to the table, and then you want a dog. So I, I really think it's important to understand what your why is and not, what somebody else is telling you, your why should be, or why you should be this way. It sounds like we need a part two. Because <laughs> uh, I definitely, because um, we only got, what, 30 more seconds left. So I definitely want to leave with, with what Sherelle said because that's definitely important. We need to know why we do certain things we do. And if we don't have a good reason, then maybe we need to reexamine. So, um but yeah, this is awesome, ladies. I mean, I definitely think we should do a part two. We don't have to be about beauty; it can just be a uh, girl talk. But <laughs> I think we should too. I think we should do a part two, three, four, five. But we'll get together after the show to talk about that. Yes, yes. Thank you for agreeing. Uh, anyway, um, let me see. We got something coming up. I don't know. Um, but just if if you guys are feeling like you need some extra assistance with getting some confidence, please reach out to somebody. Um, empowered Living can give you some good resources and good um, places to turn to. And, um, yes, visit us on www.empoweredlivinginc.net. And um, we'll see you all next week. Thank you all, ladies, for joining us today. This was awesome. Thank you, ladies. Bye. Have a good Thank you. This is Kiki Wyatt.